I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jokic behind his back. What a taste like, Jokic. Your sitter. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Podcast. It is Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross with DenverStiffs.com. We are recording right after Game 6. And Gordon, we are going Game 7. With the seven Utah games. Jazz. Well, I mean, it's the Nuggets tradition, right? That's right. It was seven that games in the first round last year, seven games in the second round, seven games in the first round this year. Nuggets don't like to make it easy. They don't like to make it I was thinking about that, too, right off the uh, – I guess we'll get into this right off the bat. Like, the Nuggets may have a bit of an advantage here because they – Just all that. Yeah, they know they know what they know all about game sevens. They know what it's like to win one. They know what it's like to lose one. Like they're yep. This is not uh, this is not un, unforeseen territory for them. And also the other thing is is like I you, would you agree like all the pressure? I mean, there's there's tons of pressure I guess on everyone in game seven, but it's got to be on Utah right now. Like right, like they're they're grinding, man. Like this is you cannot blow a three one. Like how long? Um, has 3-1 been a meme for, you know, losing a title? I understand this isn't a title, but you can't go down, you can't lose 3-1 with a 3-1 lead, and your your best player is still playing well. Donovan Mitchell is still playing well. Right. Like, He's playing outstanding, yeah. Yeah, and I, what I noticed, and I was writing this as I was writing the recap uh, tonight, you know, like, not a ton of guys had great games around Jamal Murray, but, right. you know, Jokic quietly put up 22 Jeremy Grant actually did. I thought. I mean, I thought Jeremy. Grant Jeremy Grant had a good game. Yeah, he yeah. played very well. I think he scored eighteen. You know, yep. um, Monty Morris had a couple moments in there. Torrey Craig uh, hit some big shots and, and or at least um, you know was very he was active on the on the boards for him. Like they they got a lot of supporting help to Jamal on when Jamal was on his way to fifty points. Whereas, you know, I mean, Mike Connolly had a good game, but otherwise, like, it's, I, I mean, Gobert started out strong, then kind of disappeared. Yeah. Yep. And there, there was nothing else. I mean, Jordan Clarkson didn't do much. Niang didn't Jordan kill the Clarkson Nuggets. Jordan Clarkson and Niang both were terrible tonight. And that, like, the Nuggets needed that. Yeah. Like, why are your role players playing like all-stars? Stop that. Right, yeah. Like, miss some shots. Yeah, <laughs> miss some shots occasionally. People who should not be, you know, playing like max contract players. You know, and Jordan Clarkson finally botched some shots. He finally right. won, what, like, 5 of 14? 5 of 14, so 1 he, of 6 from 3, so. Yeah. So he finally, you know, clanked some, which Minus Denver needed because their defense still wasn't great. They yeah, needed, no, they weren't. Utah declined some of them. And there was times, there was a couple times in this game where there were lulls for the Nuggets' offense, and it didn't hurt them because Correct. that was when Utah was just, that was, it was just funny. It was like the Nuggets would go on their offensive lulls, usually when Mitchell was on the bench. Right. And so then, like, but that was meant that basically Utah had nobody else to go to. And so even though Denver wasn't hitting shots, 
it never really hurt them. That happened, yeah, I think at least twice in this yeah, game. Yeah, well, it was both of the bench stands because the bench for for the Nuggets didn't right, score. Right, I was thinking the start of the second and the start of the fourth is basically yeah, yeah. what it was. Yeah. And that was great. Like, that was totally fine because they played defense and they did their rotations and they fought for rebounds. Like, Denver smoked Utah on the boards. Smoked them. And that was really key. Um, yeah, that's how Rudy Gobert. Nobody, nobody touched the glass pretty much at all for, for right. Yeah, like Rudy had what, like eleven or twelve rebounds. Yep. And everybody else was like, nope. Yep. Not gonna happen. Um, you know, like their guards were winning in rebounds. Like they didn't get any rebounds at all from from anybody who wasn't a guard, really. Like I mean, and Rudy Gobert. I was like, to be fair, they they're only playing. They, that. Yeah, I was like, they didn't really play anybody other than guards and Rudy. Gobert. Yeah, but like you know, you had O'Neal on the court, you know, and he got like five points and three boards. Right. And yeah, he was in like almost factor. forty minutes. Yep. Like that's that's tough sweating. I know he's not shooting the ball, but you're gonna have to have him do more than that. I mean, Joe Ingles was a non-factor uh, tonight as well, save for one block on. Uh, Correct. On yeah, he got he got the block and the transition on on Murray. Yep. But otherwise, he was. I mean, well, he barely shot the ball. Like that wasn't their thing, and I I'm not really sure why. I mean, I understand that twenty five shots went to Mitchell. Right, you know, but yeah. the idea that that it was just him and Clarkson and everybody else is just going to have to hang in there. I guess Conley got about yeah, Conley. Shot, yeah, that was it. It was those three guys that were the yeah. ones who took the vast majority of their shots. And what's interesting about it is because this is obviously the the first game that the Denver Nuggets get Gary Harris back, and like the Nuggets, I, we were talking a little about this before the pod. I felt like the Nuggets they're they're much much better set up to take on that trio. Um, and Connolly, Clarkson, and Mitchell. Nobody's going to really stop Mitchell, but um, they're much better to take on that trio now that they have Harris back because they can basically keep two of the three out there at all times. Like yeah. and they did tonight. Like Grant, Craig, and Harris were pretty much out there uh, the entire time, save for the very beginning uh, when they'd have you know either Monty Morris or Paul Millsap on the floor. Uh, but that was basically it. Once the starters came off that first shift, like they always had at least two of those three perimeter guys out there. And it really, I mean, it slowed down. And, and, and Harris didn't get Mitchell as much. They kept, coach kept Jeremy Grant on Mitchell for the most time, which was, you know, I mean, Mitchell scored 44. He did fine. But he uh, yeah, really Mitchell, Mitchell got his shots up. Well, he was also, uh, he was also on, um, uh, they, they tried to use Monte Morris a bit on him, and that wasn't, that wasn't a good yeah. idea. Yeah, you know, honestly, I thought Murray was another guy who actually played him. Murray played pretty decently when he had the minutes on him. Yeah, when he got switched out on him. But yep. the thing is, is when Harris was on Clarkson, I mean, that's that's a big reason Jordan Clarkson, I think, was not effective tonight at all. Is he that, saw a that lot of I think really helped. Between that, like, I just remember um, uh, Clarkson driving the paint, and he had Gary Harris forcing him away, and he's like, I'm going to throw up this, like, weak shot, and then MPJ rolls over with, like, his seven-foot wingspan, and Clarkson was like, I'm going to pass. And that's any time that Jordan Clarkson is near the bucket and is will and is going to have to pass, you did it right. Right, you won for like sure. You won that. You you won that contest. And so forcing the ball out of his hands and forcing him into bad shots—that's the one thing the Nuggets haven't done all series. Is force right. Utah into shots they didn't want. Well, they haven't. They have not stopped the penetration. Right. It's usually coming right. off of a pick and roll. Yep. Sometimes yep. Mitchell or Clarkson just goes, but they've had that first step every single time where they've got around the screen every single time. And yep. by the time the nuggets even get somebody to rotate over, it's usually like Jokic or MPJ or somebody who's not, you That's know, not going to work. Yeah. yeah. Who's not fleet of foot and is not quick enough to make that recovery. Right. And it's just, it's just a layup. Whereas when Gary Harris is on these guys, like, he stayed in front of them all the way into the lane. And so then, yeah, those other guys had the time, whether it was Jokic or MPJ or, you know, Jeremy Grant had a big block. Um, I, I think, I can't, maybe it was on Mitchell, but, um, 
they they had the time to recover because those guys weren't just going at breakneck speed. They they were still having to get, try and get around Gary Harris, and that made I mean it made all of the difference. Absolutely. No, and, and I, I having him back, I didn't know how well he was going to be able to run, right. but he had a stop to dead sprint and we had to catch up to um, Donovan uh, Mitchell, and he pulled it off and got right in front of him and harassed him and got the ball out of his hands. Right. Like yeah, I saw that was another good. one of those too. There was another one where it was. Um, you know, he Mitchell was going on the break, and Harris was at least he was able to get in front. He got called for a foul, but right. it was before the gather, so it was just a side out of bounds instead of yep. what it, every other time we've seen during the series. It's been oh, that's it's at least a layup, if not an and one. So yeah, it's, it's almost always a layup and an and one because he goes right. head back and gets the whistle. Yeah, right. Yep. And but tonight it was um yeah it was a huge it was a huge difference. It'll be interesting to see. Because I don't know. I mean, I, I, let me ask you this, Gordon. Do you in Game Seven? Do you now go away from your starting group that you've been going with these past few games, and do you put Gary Harris out there with the starters? It, is Malone going to mess with what's working? No. The problem is what's actually working and what he's starting are two different things. Because <laughs> the starting group, we're not good in either of these, and they kept putting bigs out there. Paul Millsap has been a it's disaster. Been yeah, it's, it's and and it's not necessarily his fault. It's a weird matchup for him, um, but he's not scoring or defending. He's getting called for fouls. He's messing up rotations. I don't, I don't know that you can really put him back out there, but I expect them to. Yeah. Like I just do. I don't. I don't think that if this is what's working, uh, that this is the the rotationally. You know, you either don't play Millsap, which I don't think they're gonna do. Or you keep him where he's at, as opposed to trying to make MPJ had to figure out how to play with Millsap off the bench instead of Plumley when he and Plumley were pretty comfortable tonight. Yeah, him and Plumley have definitely um, developed some chemistry. I agree. I think with Millsap, it's just you're right. It's it's a weird matchup. If the Nuggets can win Game Seven and they get the Clippers, you might see some more effectiveness from Millsap. He's a good guy to throw at Montrez Harrell. Um, he can back absolutely. Evita Zubats as well. So like, yeah, like and, and there, there are there are ways for him to demonstrate what he's still able to do against those guys. Whereas Utah's, you know, everybody out. Yeah, it's you know, hard play for Gobert. He's way too small to play Gobert. He can't. Yep. He's too small he can't to play switch Gobert. on him and harass him in any way. And he's not. And everybody else is out at the perimeter, so he's he's yeah. not a great guy to put out at the perimeter. I mean, Millsap is like a dying breed of a traditional four, so. Right. You know, it's it's the there's just fewer and fewer opportunities to play him, and against a team like Utah, there's like almost no opportunity to play him. But then um, there's just no one that he's trying to stop. Like right. you want Millsap to be the guy who makes smart paint switches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That shit's not what's happening in the Utah series. Right. You know the Utah series is all drive, 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 shoot threes, drive, drive, drive. Like there's nothing for him to do, and he's not any better at the you know stopping the pick and roll. Um, like they, I just don't know how they managed to get, uh, how they managed to get Millsap to be better in game seven. I would expect him to have reduced minutes, but to be in the same rotation spot, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I would expect, I would They're going to play him four minutes in the first quarter instead of eight or whatever, right. but they're still going to start him because that's what Malone's comfortable with. And that's what the other guys are used to for the last few games. Yeah, I mean, I would expect, I would think that Millsap will probably be just about the same. He'll be a few minutes shy of 20, basically gets two shifts, and that's it. Right. Uh, the guy that I th- wonder, though, is is does Monty Morris play as much? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, with because uh, I don't, I, I mean, I, Monty, 
he helps a lot with – or at least this is the running premise, right? Is that Monty helps a lot because right now in the starting lineup because he lets Jamal Murray play off ball. But if you notice it, when Jamal Murray explodes – He's not off ball. No, he's not the ball in his hand. Yeah. So it's like it's I don't weird. know that it's actually that that he's – I mean Monty's played well. Don't get me wrong. He's had a good series. I just don't know that it's like that much of a secret sauce that like I would not rather see like instead – you know, even if it's just four minutes. Instead of Monty getting 25 and Gary getting 21, swap that. Um, right. And, and I would expect – yeah. Right. And that's what I would expect. They – I could not believe – I would have bet the over 100% of the time that Gary Harris was going to play more than 25 minutes. I think right. him getting that fifth foul probably like kept the under that like that's what his limit was supposed to be for the game. Right. But as you know, uh, Michael Malone doesn't care about people's minutes limits. Right. That's not really a thing that has ever bothered him. So the Mets staff's like, don't push him more than twenty five. He's like, cool. Here's forty minutes. Um. Yeah. But you know, Gary getting into some foul trouble definitely didn't help that. But I would expect him to get more like 25, 28 minutes in this game. And more and more to play like more like twenty. Like yeah. I expect that to drop down. Um, and they may actually put Morris back. They were using Murray with the bench. Yep. Um, and it works. I mean, well, yeah, but it didn't get the bench any points. Like right. the bench has nothing. So well, that, Murray's yeah, a, when 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 Michael Porter Jr. goes one to seven and zero for five from three, then there's there's nobody, there's nobody else who's going to score on that group. Right. Well, that's the problem is you've got your benches, Gary Harris, Tory Craig, Mason Plumley, and Michael Porter Jr. Right. And Mason Plumley did what he should be doing and not taking shots. Yeah, he took zero shots. No, Mason Plumley was awesome tonight. But I mean, yeah, Mason Plumley played terrific for a guy with like zero points in 12 minutes. And, and, and Tory Craig was really good too and he only took three shots. Like those yep. guys, those guys absolutely did exactly what you wanted from them. That's what they're supposed to do. And so the question is whether you want Morris directing traffic to try to get some more oops to somebody like Plumley or Porter to, you know, key a fast break here and there. Because uh, all the bench points were, you know, Murray with the bench and Murray scoring. And that's yeah. okay. Maybe you want Murray to be playing like that because then he's playing bench defenders and he can do what he wants still. Right. You know, I mean, Murray got, like, like five minutes of rest the whole game tonight. Yep, he didn't, uh, he didn't sit for very long. I mean, and it was a big moment. I want to say it was in the... Was it in the third quarter? Like, yeah, it was in the third quarter. So I think, um, you know, Quinn Snyder, Malone took Murray off for like two minutes. And right before Murray came back on, Quinn Snyder took Mitchell off. And there was like three or so minutes left in the quarter. And Mitchell stayed off for the rest of the quarter while Murray came back in. And that was, I think the Nuggets went on like an 11-3 run uh, to close out that quarter. And so So, I I expected mostly the same thing. I expect Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray to both push 40 minutes again. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. I, I would just see do. both of them. Um, yeah, I mean, a little. Jokic got a little bit of foul trouble himself early on in this game, which kind of I think he kind of. They had to sit him in the first. Yep. Which and, they were he, not planning on doing. He was planning to get forty minutes, but they had to sit him longer because he yep. got two two first quarter fouls. And it, what's interesting there too is, um, you know, Jokic. I thought had a very very quiet game, and it's it's kind of funny because he was quiet and he still had twenty two points and nine assists. Like right. and he hit some big shots. Um, hit some big threes in this one, but like it really was sort of he was kind of in the background uh, for this whole game, and and it basically um, Murray pretty much just single handedly took it over. So you know, like yep. there's still some more in the tank for Jokic. Like the, and that's that's I guess what you're hoping for as you look towards this game seven is can can somebody other than and Murray, you know, like you and can't again, expect I mean, Murray to get another fifty right, points, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> 
can somebody else score 30? Like, can you get a right. 30? Basically, can you get a 30 spot out of Jokic or MPJ? Because those, those are probably the only two guys. Yep. Um, that, Grant, that would be able if to Grant can put up another 20 points, you yeah. know, that's huge for Denver. Yeah. He, if he can go four for seven from three, like, they'll take yeah. that. They'll take that every single. Um, every single day of the week, and, and the other, the thing though that I think is is gonna be the reason I guess they say you just need someone to come along with Murray is like I think what we've definitely seen now is like the Nuggets have I mean Donovan Mitchell is just outstanding, and so like I said you can't really stop him, but the Nuggets have a number of guys that they can throw at Donovan Mitchell to at least make him work for it, and I thought in this game for sure. It, it, it was the first time I would say that it looked like the Jazz were working harder for their baskets than the Nuggets were. I agree and, with that. And what, what's going to be interesting to see now in Game 7 is the Nuggets can still have these guys, the Gary Harris, Torrey Craig, and Jeremy Grant, that they can throw at Donovan Mitchell to bother him. Like, I don't know about this or how you feel about this, but, like, I feel like the the whole notion that Royce, Royce O'Neal was in some way uh, able to slow down Jamal Murray, like, throw that thing out the window. Like, that. that there's nobody – on that Utah team that I look at right now, and I'm like, well, this is they can throw this guy at Jamal Murray and at least make I'm him so work. I'm so surprised like, they didn't put more Mike Conley on him. Yeah, I just think I just don't I don't know that Conley's quick enough at this point. Like that was the other thing I've noticed in this game too, and, and throughout the series, like Jamal Murray has he was a guy who didn't I would never have really considered to be a great great at creating separation for himself. He's not a burst guy. Yeah. yeah. But he, man, he, that step back has gotten so good that like he just leaves guys in the dust with it and he knocks it down with such regularity that it's like, man, like, I don't know that Mike Connolly can keep up with him. Well, this bubble, this bubble, man, the way that people are shooting in the bubble is ridiculous. I mean, every, every game there's another, you know, uh, no one's had a more efficient, you know, 3.50 or three point shooting game, you know, than Jamal Murray or no one's had more. You know, fifty point games, then blah blah blah. Like every every game, you're winding up with Donovan Mitchell setting records. You know, he's with AI and MJ, and right. they're pointing yeah, up names Jamal like Murray. Bob Cousy for you know Jamal, for comps for Jamal Murray's fifty point game efficiency and doing all of it with no turnovers. And like, there doesn't seem to be any pressure. They're all in the gym shooting. There's no crowd, and these guys are taking advantage of the fact that the bubble's a really unique situation, and it really is kind of like a big ass scrimmage. And uh, they're out there shooting the daylights out. So it's terrific. I love seeing it. Um, but it's the Nuggets are going to need more guys to remember that it's a scrimmage and they got to go score. Right. Like, don't think, just play. Right. Um, let me ask you this before we hit the break. So we'll kind of wrap up uh, looking back at this game before we start talking a little bit more about, about the upcoming Game 7. Um, best game they've played? Like, I feel like certainly it was the best game that they've played all series. This is the first time I felt like the Nuggets were the better team. And that includes, like, even even the other two wins that they have. No, I agree with that. This seemed like people did what they were supposed to do. Um, and when stuff wasn't going right for them, they didn't freak out. Like, MPJ, I, he airballed a three. Like, I, I don't think – that wasn't part of my drinking game for tonight. <laughs> I was not expecting any MPJ airballed threes on this. The thing um, is, though, but he went out there and got you know double rebounds. digits of rebounds. The only guy with double digit rebounds, and he is the yeah. highest highest plus minus on the team. Right? Yeah. Every minute he was on the court was a plus minute as he was defending and rebounding and not scoring. And uh, you know, a week ago, I don't think that would have been the narrative. Right. I was just thinking. I was thinking about that too as I was watching this game because I thought, yeah, again, I thought he was like he played really well. He didn't have. Um, you know, he had one assist, which was a nice pass to Mason Plumley right. uh, after he after he had turned one over 
earlier trying to do the same thing. And, you know, he, he his shot was obviously not there. But I like – I thought when I watched this game, it just made me think. It was like, man, how much has he grown since game one of this series alone? And like how much has he – he really has kind of like – he's not he's not like defending great. But like he – He's not a guy that now is just every single minute he's out there. Utah's like, find that guy. That's who we're going at. They are they are attacking him the way that they were because he's not reacting the way that he was. Right. That's a good way. And to that's play. a huge growth in just a couple of games. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, he's like I said, he has uh, very much become you know gained. You can tell the experience has been very valuable for him here, no matter what. Like, and he he. He looks like a guy who's who's. I'm, I'm curious to see. He looks like. I mean, we have not had the MPJ game yet. It's all been it's all been Murray games. Yep. So um, it'd be interesting to see if he can uh, if he can get something done in Game Seven. How about we tell you what we will um let's we'll talk. We'll probably talk more about that and more about Game Seven in general. Uh, but first, let's hit the break and we will be right back. all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range, and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate, and he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Podcast. It is Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross. We are with DenverStiffs.com. We spent the yes, first half of the show. Yes, we are. I say <laughs> lots of times. I've, I, uh, I've even got it like into a into a rhythm now. So, um, anyways, we uh, we spent the first half of the show talking mostly about about what happened there in Game Six. Jamal Murray drops fifty. Nuggets win one nineteen one oh seven. We will now set up the Game Seven. I'll start with this, Gordon. 
what are you feeling? How do you how how confident are you as a Nuggets fan going into this game seven? Is any Nuggets fan ever confident going into Game Seven, <laughs> particularly in Round One? Yeah, I mean, no. come on! Like the whole point is you, the Nuggets were supposed to be the better team. Um, now they had injuries, you know, but it's not like the Jazz are running a full complement of guys out there either, right? Yep. You know, so the the Nuggets have you know an All NBA center. They've got you know Jamal Murray, who should be able to match up with Mitchell. And they should have more role players who can do more things for them. And that hasn't quite played out. Like, the Jazz got everything they ever wanted. The beautiful thing about this game, I'm not going to lie, I really loved watching Rudy Gobert kick over chairs and throw stuff on the sideline. And then, uh, after you know, at a timeout. And then after the game, Donovan Mitchell throwing stuff on his way out down the tunnel. Like, great. Yeah, it was the first time you could see the, the Jazz really being frustrated about the fact that they didn't get to do what they wanted to do. Right. Because for the first five games of the series, they got to do anything. Whatever you want, man, you can have it. You know, the Nuggets won a couple of really close games. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, it was blowouts whenever the Jazz had what they wanted. So the Nuggets had to play absolute peak ball to hang there. And today, I would not consider it to be absolute peak ball. You no, know, Nikola Jokic, was, like you said, he was twenty-two and nine, which for no cola is like a B minus C plus game. Right. He didn't get his rebounds, whatever. But you know, Gobert didn't go off. Gobert yep. had you know a very insignificant game after the first quarter. Yep. Um, and you know, Mitchell or uh, MPJ couldn't shoot, but MPJ still contributed. And you had these. The Nuggets didn't play an A game, and they won going away. Now Jamal Murray played an A game. Yeah. You know, but I mean, Donovan Mitchell's game wasn't much less than that. No, I mean, it was Donovan Mitchell was you know, Murray ends up with six more points, but it was it was pretty much a uh, it's it's uh, the way it's been every single time. Yeah, you know, dude, they, they, they're dueling each other, and that's right. fine. But this they're is they're canceling each happened. other out, and then yeah, because those two should like, cancel each other out, and that without those two guys included, Denver should still have the better team. Right. And this game, it finally looked like even though those guys weren't playing as well as they could have, Denver had the better team, and that was nice to see. Right. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. I feel like the, we're watching the Nuggets come off the uh, the best game that they've played all series, and it's but it's so interesting to say for the point you, you brought up. Like it's it's not like they even actually played that good, but it it really looked like in Game Six, basically that I mean Utah had to work for everything that they got in this game. It was nothing came easy. And right. you could, man, you, I, I felt for Donovan Mitchell because it's like, and I understand why he's kicking uh, yep. chairs as he's leaving the arena. He's like, man, what do I got to do? Like, you know, like somebody please help me. And I, you know, there's, there's a number of ways guys can, you can use that. I mean, you hope guys use that as fuel and, and for motivation. And then they come back in, in uh game seven and they're, they're ready to go. But the thing about it is, is like, I don't think Donovan Mitchell can do much more for you. Like, it's gonna have to be like someone else. As long as if, if Jamal Murray is going strong, then like someone else is gonna have to uh, step up for Utah. And I just again with Gary Harris back, um, I don't. I feel less confident that it's gonna be Jordan Clarkson, who would be the next guy you would expect, uh, right. or Mike Connolly. Like those, and and after those two guys, you need a jingles game. Yeah, yeah. Or you're gonna yeah, Yang's gonna have to you know. Well, well again, we're back to where we were when we started the series. Which right. was, well, how do the Jazz outscore the Nuggets if the Nuggets are doing what they should be doing right? And the answer is, you go 50% from three, or, you know, you get crushed by gang. Right. Yep. You know, it's and, funny. and they we shot laughed about it at the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, um, but 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 then that's what happened, right? And then we yeah. watched we basically watched a ton of games of of these guys just knocking down every single never shot. ever missing. Yeah, right. yeah, yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, whether it's been Joe Ingles or Royce O'Neal or, or Nyang, I mean, all those guys. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, of course, has had some huge. Huge games against the Nuggets. Conley, when his for that game three, when he had yep. seven when threes, he, came, like, he rolled back into town and looked like he'd never taken any time off. It doesn't matter that I haven't slept, and I was just at the birth of my kid. Let's go ahead and just you know chuck in every crazy shot, and it'll all go. Yeah, and you know the other thing we have not seen yet in this series, um, Donovan Mitchell is not like the most efficient of scorers. Like he's just not. That's that's Correct. not a knock on him. It's just it's, 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 not, it's not a thing that he does. Yeah, yeah, he has been incredibly efficient like this yep. entire like we have not had the. Donovan Mitchell is off game. 13 for 35. Right, yeah. exactly. And that's – you wonder if that if that's what creeps up. And it's – if either – that's kind of how I think I feel like is like if either Mitchell or, or Murray fault, falters um, and the other one doesn't, well, that, that'll that settle it right there. Yeah. Um, but you want I, – I guess maybe I feel like – I mean it's probably the bias as a Nuggets fan, but I sort of feel like I have more confidence in Murray um, – I, do, I can't say that though. Like I mean, Mitchell's nope. been so so darn good. <laughs> Mitchell, Mitchell's been amazing. I yeah. I don't have more confidence in one than the other. I just have more confidence that in a game seven, if Denver needs Jokic, that he's going to be able to pull it out. Like I think that Clarkson would want to pull it out for Utah. Mm-hmm. You know that he wants to go ahead and, and be a bucket getter. But if it's on the line for the season, Jokic has shown before he'll be there for that. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, he, um, you know, I, I didn't feel like, I, I honestly thought, again, and we keep talking about how he had, you know, quiet 22 and 9, but I really did feel like a lot of time he was like, he, his body language just wasn't great in this one. Um, yeah. He seemed a little bit out of there. He was a lot of, a lot of complaining to the referees. Um, it just, you but know. But again, Gobert did nothing. Like yeah, but exactly. One, and, and he was on Gobert for a lot of it. Yeah, he, I As mean. As opposed he, to some other games where they were, they were hiding him, quote unquote, you know, on Royce O'Neal. Right. Yeah, he, I mean, Gobert played 42 minutes, so he yep. he was in there for probably every one of those Jokic minutes. Michael Porter Jr. did a really good job, too, tonight with Rudy Gobert when they got when they, they had to do that rotate. Like, that's the, that's the advantage that he gives you at forward that no one else you have because Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant are just too small right. um, to try and really body up Gobert. So if they get that, if they have to switch on him, it's... Pretty much game over. Porter at least is tall enough and long enough to to make Gobert pass. Gobert think about it. Yeah, exactly. And, and just like you know, just like <coughs> excuse me, um, keep it together, man. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, just like you were talking about how Jordan Clarkson got into the lane and then said, "Oh wait, there's this this guy six foot ten guy in here. I'm going to go ahead and pass." Like I feel like sometimes that happened with Gobert. He's like, "Oh wait, this guy's got a, a wingspan that's you know seven foot long. Like he can." I can't just shoot it right over or dunk on him, so I'm gonna pass it back out like that. Uh, that helped a lot. So, he, but turning into Game Seven, I mean, again, there's another guy too. Is is Michael Porter Jr. Like, can he have that game? Can he be the spark off the bench? I guess I mean he did have a pretty big game too in the blowout. Right. Um, nobody else did anything. No, yeah, nobody else did anything, but he did okay. My right. thing with Michael Porter Jr. is, I mean, it's a tough position to put any rookie in. All rookies are terrible, like in the playoffs, basically. Um, yeah. You do not want them to play, uh, but they need this from Michael Porter Jr. Um, I don't think you can count on Murray going for fifty. Maybe he goes for forty. I mean, he keeps going for forty, so I can't say he's not gonna. Right. 
you know, but you're going to need some extra points. It can't all be Murray all the time. Um, and for whatever reason, Jokic in this entire series has been deferring to everyone else. You know, yeah. I don't want to do it. You guys should do it. And that's terrible. You do not want that from your star player. Now, it's understandable when you've got Jamal Murray going off, and Jokic is like, I'm going to facilitate. Let me set some screens for you. Let me get you the ball. And when they you double know. you, when you come around the screen and they and they both drop and and double right. you, like you can. I mean, Jokic has been doing that all series long. Like he is. And Jokic is only giving him a valve. That's why he's shooting a bunch of threes. Yeah, because exactly. he's out there at the line. He's like, if you yep. need to kick it back because exactly. they double you instead of following me, you can throw it to me. I will shoot for you. Right, and he's been doing that. Yeah, he's been doing that all game, and he's been hitting it or all series, and he's been hitting it at a pretty good clip. Like Jokic has shot a lot of threes. I think he had one game where he was really rough from outside, but otherwise. Um, He's been, you know, he he's been able to. It, it's come so far from that time where you, you, if you remember, teams used to basically concede that to Jokic to be like, right. well, he's let not him shoot the three. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's well, a thirty you know, had the twenty-two point first quarter in the in the other game where he was just shooting the lights out and just kept bombing from three. Right. He was like, I don't care. I'm just going to take all these shots because you're leaving me open. And what you're saying is. We don't think you're going to shoot it because it's not a good shot. And I'm telling you, I'm willing to take a shot that maybe is not the most high percentage shot on the court, just so you have to cover me. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was one of the other thing about Michael Porter Jr. in this game was was he shooting the ball well? No. Did he even get many shots up in the first two quarters? No. But just him standing out there, they had to respect him whenever the ball came to him, whenever it switched to his side. Whenever you know uh, Murray's on the other side, they couldn't just cheat off of him. Yeah, yeah, because, which is and well, I was gonna say, which is also true of Jeremy Grant in this game. Like yep. he he made them pay, yeah, um, from downtown as well. Anytime that they let any, and he he buried a couple right in the guy's face too. Beautiful. He um, and when you've got those two, it's it, what makes it so tough when they run that lineup out there with Grant and Porter and Jokic, and then I guess you know uh, we saw a lot of. Uh, either Gary Harris or or Tory Craig, um, which Jamal Murray. That's who they closed with, right? It was Murray, uh, yeah, Craig, Murray Grant. Craig Porter, and, and um, Grant Jokic. Yep, yep. And, and that's that's the the dynamic of that group, right? Is like you every single one of those guys can shoot it from outside. Some of them, like Michael Porter Jr., who's you know basically playing power forward in that in that uh, lineup, is he's probably the best. It's either him or Murray is is their best three point shooter that they have right. on the entire team. So like you have to, you cannot clog lane. The only guy you can you can leave in there is Gobert. But even Gobert, as we were saying, like he's got to respect um, that Jokic three. So it's it really it makes everything even when a guy like Michael Porter Jr. is not shooting it well. It makes everything flow so much easier because they can't you, you just can't bottle things up. You know you can't, you can't leave, leave him. You watched yeah. him shoot all bubble, and that's the nice thing is that they watched him do it, and that he even did it to them in a game. You can't just leave off the line like if it was Tory Craig and say, look, we're just not going to cover you. We're going to go make Jamal's life worse. Because an open jumper for Michael Porter Jr. should be a jumper that he hits. Yeah, He didn't tonight, he did. but he should hit it. But he didn't. I mean, honestly, he didn't get too many open shots either. Like they, they, were, they came at him. Yeah, they were definitely playing. And him again, tough. they should. But that that changes things for Denver, <laughs> and that's why they left him in there the entire fourth quarter of their last win. Yep. You know, even though they were like, "Oh my God, defense!" Yeah, except he got rebounds and he spread the floor for them, and that's more important than putting Paul Millsap out there to stop someone from getting a six foot shot and making an eight foot shot. 
Let me see this. What kind of if you were Quinn Snyder, what kind of adjustments are you making for Game Seven? I'm telling my guys to hit threes. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, right? That's about. Um, that's about our only hope. It's, well, I, what's interesting about it is is what we we've, we've seen I've, the Nuggets do these past couple of games, and now they're really doing. Now they got Gary Harris back. It's like they're not doing the drop anymore, and they're right. not doing the blitz. Like they are. Nicole Jokic, Jokic is generally the guy who's getting caught in the pick and rolls now because um, they're just going to go bear with the, as the screener, and he's hedging. And then they're recovering and like it, it, it works like really like they, they because again, like I was talking about when you got Gary Harris out there or you can always keep a, a Jeremy Grant or Troy Craig out there um, and two of those guys out there like th- they are having to work much harder. They, there's the days of switching everything on to Michael Porter Jr. are over and they're right. having to work so much harder to get around that screen and get into the lane and it's giving enough time uh, for Denver to hedge and then be, still gives the other guy, uh, you know, the rotator, a chance to, to recover and get on Gobert. We're not seeing what we saw in what game three, right, where it was just basically Where it was Rudy just Gobert a Gobert dunk, dunk, dunk show. Yeah. yeah. So well, and like, the thing is, yeah, I – the. Like, the Jazz are going to do what they do. I, they don't have an adjustment to make. This is their offense. They shot 15% from three tonight and lost. Yeah. Like, they're going to have to make every three and work their pick and roll with, you know, Jokic, with uh, Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Like, that's what they're going to do. That's the offense that they have, and they don't have any wrinkles that they can put into it necessarily. Um, they can counter what Denver's doing, uh, but really, you're gonna they're they're gonna try to get Jokic in foul trouble again. Like that's your that's your goal. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. But right. then they have to put somebody like Mason Plumlee in, and then Plumlee can't score and he can't stretch the floor, and you and can now, you can help Rudy off of him can, for yeah. other things. Yep. Now Rudy Gobert can just just sit down low and and you know, yeah yeah just stop all all paint penetration and and whatever you want because you can't exactly drag him out of the paint with with Mason Plumlee or <laughs> Paul Millsap for that matter. Yeah. So. That's the problem that you're going to have is you, that you're going to they would they should run it at at Jokic now Jokic knowing that is probably just going to let them score so I expect to have some interior scoring on on Denver by the Jazz in the next game because Jokic cannot get in foul trouble and he knows it yeah he's yeah. going to be on the court for forty plus minutes he's going to have to stay there he's going to have to not be be fouled or get fouled and I think you you take that right like you'll take you'll take a twenty point game from um, Rudy Gobert. Yep. As long as you're not also staring at a 25-point game from Jordan Clarkson and a 20-point game from Mike Connolly and, you know, Yang hitting four threes or something like that. Like, that's that's really where it's got to be at. And I, I just – man, I feel like they're – like, I, I think it took a long time. And I don't even think they necessarily had it. it. It probably wasn't until that spurt in the third quarter of game five. It, it was the second half of game five where they found it. Right. And, and they, you and I were like, oh, my God, you finally found it. Yeah. Right. You finally figured out how to at least – Slow this offensive attack down, yeah. and you've got you know. And Nuggets really uh, there was when they got the, the in the blowouts. I think in Game Three in particular, like that game, they they struggled scoring, um, but they have not had too much difficulty scoring the basketball against Utah. It's simply been Utah has been just absolutely like ridiculously hot the entire series, and you yeah. haven't. And that and that's not to say like oh this is you know law of averages or anything. No, like they've been ridiculously hot because the Nuggets haven't defended well at all. Nuggets haven't defended well, and they hit everything that was open. The Jazz right. did yeah. what you're supposed to do with open shots, and they switched them. Like that's what's supposed to happen when you're a good playoff team. And the Jazz are a good playoff team. They're not eight seed. Like they shouldn't be where they are right now. Even like the Jazz 
They're over here because this is the they want because they wanted, they wanted that Schmalberry smoke. Yeah, and again, and that's, that's fine. But they they thought that the Nuggets were a better matchup, and the first you know four games of the series proved them absolutely right. Right. The Nuggets are adjusting, um, and getting Gary Harris back is definitely not going to help. Yeah. Um, but I still expect the Jazz to come out and just do what they do. Yeah. I would, I would assume as well. Well, the Nuggets are going to want to put Rudy Gobert at the line more than when he can get Duncan and ones and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Just let that dude go to the line and miss some shots. Which they've definitely figured that out. Like, yep. Rudy Gobert ended up uh, with the most free throw attempts uh, out of anyone. On either team. Yeah. In, in, in this game, yeah. So, which you, you'll take that uh, every time every time down. He was 5 of 11. So, like, that's a good strategy. That's what you want. And you it's saw that, yeah. Whole I mean, thing, yeah, and they did it. I mean, like I remember, I can think of one time with with Tory Craig for sure. Like he got, you know, Gobert got the ball right under the basket, and all Craig did was just come down on his arms and make sure he Gobert couldn't bring his arms up over his head for a dunk. And yep. yeah, Tory Craig got called for a foul, but I think you know Gobert probably bricked both of them. So it was like, um, or at least if you got the fouls to burn, do it. And yeah. now that Gary Harris is back, they have more fouls that they can. Right. Get. Yep. Now they've got one more guy who, because I mean, when you think about it, I mean. With Tory Craig and I, Tory Craig only had two fouls in this game. He did a pretty good job on that. But um, you know, five for five for Gary Harris. So it's um, five for Jamal Murray. Like those guys definitely were not going to give up anything easy. And it doesn't matter which guys like Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he shoots a ridiculous free throw percentage, anyways. But with Rudy Gobert, like absolutely, like you will put it, put him at the line every single time over dunk, like. If we've got to put, you know, I mean, and honestly, if you got Paul Millsap out there, like, what, what better use of your 19 minutes, dude? Than just like, right? Just hack Gobert anytime you think he's gonna have a. No, and that's 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 pretty much my thing is if you're gonna have if you're gonna have either Plumlee or him out there, like, be smart. That guy does not does not get an easy score on you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I understand if if you don't want to put the Jazz in the bonus all the time. But if as long as as Donovan Mitchell isn't getting the throwback whistle, every, you know, throw his head back and and they blow the whistle every time for him, um, it, it should be all right. Like you should be able to go out there and keep the Jazz from getting Plan A. That's the the Nuggets in the last couple of games have made the Jazz go to Plan B, and it's worked perfect. Yeah. Well, they've now, um... again that always helps when you're going to throw fifty points up there, right? You know, I, said, I mean, you know, going to plan B plus outscoring the hell out of him with a massively volcanic uh, Jamal Murray is great. Like, yeah, yeah. go and score 50, Jamal. That's, that's yeah. always have, funny for us, too. Have a guy to offset plan A is basically yeah. what that's, that's pretty much what the Nuggets are doing. Because right now, basically, the Utah plan is plan A, Donovan Mitchell scores 50. Plan B, we hit some threes and win. Right, yeah. And that's it. And, and it's, it's, it's been for these past two games, they've not... They said they haven't. I mean, it was it was just so apparent. I thought going down the stretch of this game, game six, like it was like if Donovan Mitchell doesn't score every single time down, they're not going to win. Like that's that's yep. just where they were at in this game. I think Connolly hit one three in there, but like it was pretty much like they they don't have any other choice. And not only do they not have any choice, other choice, like they don't have anybody who even wants to take a shot other than Donovan Mitchell right now. It seems like like every well, single Clarkson. guy seems to just shrink. Yeah, but even Clarkson seemed to like shrink shrink from the spotlight here in this. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, today points. today Clarkson was not good, but Clarkson will be the other guy to go ahead and shoot. Yeah. Their, their problem is, is that Conley has never been a shooter. That's not his game. 
Right. He's been he's been tremendous for them. He scored way more points in these playoffs than he uh, did before. Like his normal playoff average is much lower than this. Um, with the with the Grizz, right. but when no. you see him out there, he's not the guy who's just gonna chuck it up. No, he's yeah, he's he's a savvy vet. I mean, if it's he's... there, he'll take it. But he's very much more like a Gary Harris type shooter, right? You know, he's gonna get 13, 14 shots a game, but he's not gonna get twenty. Like that's not gonna happen, right? Yeah, that's that's a good point. And so, I mean, yeah, when I look at Game Seven, I mean, it, it's hard to say because you never know. Donovan Mitchell could be have a just a massive night, and we've seen plenty of times where the Plan B of like we're gonna. When, it, when they all collapse on to Mitchell, we'll just kick it out and watch Joe Ingles and Niang, George Niang, and uh, whoever else just can threes. Like, that yep. could certainly still That happen. could still work. But, um, boy, if it does Game going to whoever can make shots, man. Like, yeah. it sounds stupid. Right. But it sounds like that's a cliche, how it's going to be. Like, the shots are going to be open. They're going to be there. Neither team is a great defensive team. I understand that Rudy Gobert somehow wins player, defensive player of the year every year. But right. – Neither the team is a great defensive team. No, yeah. Well, and like we were saying earlier, Rudy Gobert is limited in what he can do defensively against the team that can roll out five shooters like right. the Nuggets can. Five shooters and still and not really give up much in terms of size. Like that's five big shooters. Yep. Right. That's that's something that then basically takes kind of Gobert's abilities out he can't he can't bully people on the offensive end he can't just roam the paint on the defensive end and it kind of you know it mitigates a lot of what of what he can do against you so there i think you know for for denver it's just a matter of like like we said like don't don't let these guys don't let george's Niang beat you right like if if donovan mitchell scores 60 and you lose like so be it man like right that that uses that's pretty much going to be their plan. That I would expect them to use the same plan, um, that they they've used before, like uh, when they were playing uh, Portland. Right. Well, because they're probably saying the same thing, right? Like on Utah's yes. doesn't. they're probably saying yep. if Jamal Murray scores sixty and you lose, like so be it's it. Gonna, the two teams are playing each other. The difference is is that Jokic is a better offensive right. player than Gobert, Jokic and no one's playing offensive. defense in this series. Right. Yep. So then... the edge should go to the offensive players. And just Denver has more of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree hundred percent. And you, the other thing is that is you know you still got um, the difference between their microwave off the bench and ours is ours is six foot ten. So <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. The problem is, is that theirs is fearless. Yeah, and and is so a Jordan Clarkson has like, no yeah. conscience, and we don't know what's going on with MPJ because he's a rookie and he keeps getting conflicting information every game. Yeah, but to me, it's like I mean, to me, it's been it's been great. Like we were saying, it's, it's been great growth. Like him. Oh yeah. He's he's tonight. Even though, again, he, he shot terrible tonight, but I thought he had a great game. It, like, it didn't take him out of his game. My right. very favorite thing about this is Malone can always point back to this and be like, "Remember that time that you got like twelve boards and you didn't score until like you could find him out a dunk, right. you know, and you were plus a bajillion in this game." Right. Yeah, those games. Go ahead and go out there and play. Don't get in your head. It's not about scoring. We'll figure out scoring. Right. Your shot will always come back to you. Right. Like MPJ is never going to be a guy that is in a is in a shooting rut where he's like, "Whoop! I'm making 25 percent of my threes for 30 games." That's not going to happen. No, not at all. He's um, he's a guy that you you these are definitely these nights in terms of shooting are definitely the anomaly for him. So right, and so if he can figure out how to keep his energy up on these nights and play decent defense and grab rebounds and you know work with other players and. You know, be available on offense, even though the ball's not coming his way, and don't get his head down. 
Like, these are great moments. I, I'm happy that he's getting all of these moments because he's such a huge part of what Denver's doing going forward, but he's also such a big part of them winning this series, potentially. Yeah. Even though he's not doing the scoring that he was doing in the bubble, they need him to be available as a scorer, and I, I fully expect him to be able to score again in the next game. Yeah, I, I would agree, and I um... It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. So I guess we'll close it out with this, Gordon. What's uh, give me your prediction? What do you think? Uh, one twenty five, one twenty, Denver. All right, Gordon is picking. He's picking for a uh, an LA Denver series. I am. Um, I'm with you. I think they pull it off. I think. Uh, I think things are a little bit different here in the bubble in terms of a three-one deficit, and it the three-one deficit is gone. You're down to a game seven. Well, yeah, it's, it's just a game, and there's no home court. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. There's like no you're just court. playing basketball, and and it kind of sucks. There's no home court right now because you know you would be playing at home. Denver would have it. <laughs> yeah, but, but that didn't matter point, last year. They lost. They lost game seven at yep. home on their home court anyway. Absolutely so. true. Um, so yeah. yeah, like I'm I'm happy that Gary Harris is back. I think that'll make a difference. Um, I think if Denver Denver's got to win the rebounding battle again, I still fall I still fall to that. If Denver can grab the misses, they'll be okay. Yep. If the Jazz are making sure that they never get the ball off of any any clanks, they're going to be in trouble. Yep, I'm I'm with you on that one as well. Uh, and so I think yeah, I don't know 125 120 that sounds good. I'll go with that as well. I think the Nuggets <laughs> pull it off. It's going to be I think it'll be a close game. I think it's going to be, be epic. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, an absolute duel. Uh, down the stretch, maybe we'll get you know Murray versus Mitchell one last time this year. So, all right. Well, with that, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter and at Zach Nikosh. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. Make sure you're following at Denver Stiffs. We are also over on Instagram at the Denver Stiffs. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our Facebook page as well as make sure you are subscribed to the Denver Stiffs podcast network. Don't go looking for the pickaxe podcast. Don't go looking for Nuggets numbers or the dig. You won't find them. They're all on the Denver Stiffs podcast network. You subscribe to just that one podcast and you will get all of the different shows that we put out Um across our team here so make sure you guys are subscribing leave us a rating we would appreciate it greatly mr gross i guess we will i get we will we'll we get one be more man like, we get another we'll be, game i'm, I'm always right. happy to get another nuggets game so well we'll either be talking like clippers nuggets game i'd probably be like game three by the time we're back yep. um or we'll be doing you know we'll be doing a, a season wrap-up next week so either way we will talk to you all next week Listen, I'll keep up.